It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros general manager James Click before the Astros wrap up this three-game series with the with the Texas Rangers. Obviously, a disappointing start to this series, dropping the first two games. And, uh, you know, you look at the, the games that the Astros have lost on this road trip. They were games in which the Astros certainly had chances to win, had leads. Uh, and we've seen the bullpen obviously have some issues uh, of late. We've seen some issues all season, but of late it's, it's kind of been – compounded what are you guys seeing and, and what are the what's the concern level as far as the bullpen goes right now um it's something that needs to be addressed it's something that we will address you know with the with the players we have um you know we we know there are going to be ups and downs in the season especially with a young bullpen like this and and you look at you know kind of the way that Stanek's season started and and his last couple outings i'm sure he would admit or not what he would like to do. And Brooks Raley kind of went the opposite way. And so we know that that there will be these ups and downs. There's some guys who got off to a slow start. You know, Scrubby wasn't here for the first few weeks. And then Enoli Paredes obviously was on the IL for a while. So, you know, we need to be cognizant of, of all of those things when assessing the group that we have. But at the same time, you know, we need to cut out the unforced errors. That's that's the main thing I think that we're all seeing out there. We have guys that have swing and miss stuff. We just got to get it in the zone and force the other team to beat us. You talk about the, the youth in the bullpen, and I mean, that was one of the big surprises last year. You relied on guys like Anoli Paredes and Andre Scrub who are in the big leagues for the first time. And, uh, you know, we've seen Anoli have his struggles and Andre Scrub, as you mentioned, had the injury as an Anoli as well, was out with an injury also at one point. Uh, how do you balance kind of, all right, we know it's in there versus, you know what, these guys may, maybe they're just not quite ready and, and maybe need to go down for, for a little more work at, at AAA? Well, it's a constant evaluation. It's a constant conversation with Strami and Josh and Murph and, and Dusty and just making sure that we have a good handle on what they've done to date and what we think that they will do going forward. Uh, and we do have reinforcements on the way. We do have a lot of guys that are close to coming back. And, and honestly, the young bullpen, as you point out, this is a big reason why we went out there and got Pedro Baez this offseason. Having a veteran presence like that, not only what he does on the field and, and can take one of those seventh or eighth innings, one of those high leverage innings and kind of move everybody down into a slightly lower leverage spot, but also the veteran presence out there, the ability to talk to these young kids who are, yes, they have a season under their belt, but this is really the first time that they're out there in front of fans and the energy that comes with that, you know, the good and the bad of that adrenaline bump that you get. And so we're going to constantly evaluate these guys and we, we do have faith in them. There's a reason that this is the group that we went into the season with, but at the same time, we need to get outs. We need to get the big outs in the big situations and that's the priority. And we're going to figure it out with this group and, and possibly with reinforcements. 
Now you mentioned Pedro Baez. Uh, how big of a loss has, has that been? And also uh, Austin Pruitt and Josh James, who you knew you weren't going to have at the start of this season. And, and what's what's the latest on, on those three? Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to quantify exactly, you know, the cascading effect uh, of, of not having those guys out there. Um, with with Frommer hopefully coming back, you know, he's got another rehab start today, assuming that the weather holds up today in Sugarland, and then Odorizzi has a rehab tomorrow, and then Blake Taylor should be out there today back on rehab. And, you know, so, so we know that these guys are coming. Uh, and so I don't want that to to be lost on anybody, but we also can't paralyze ourselves just waiting for internal reinforcements to come back and, and think that that's going to magically solve the problem. You know, you mentioned uh, Frommer Valdez. He was supposed to start yesterday. That game got rained out uh, in Sugarland. So starting today, Odorizzi tomorrow. Uh, for both of them, it's going to be their, their second minor league rehab outings. Uh, where are you kind of at? I mean, obviously, a lot depends on how these outings go, but assuming all goes well, uh, what were the next steps for, for those two? Yeah, we'll kind of reassess after tonight and tomorrow with, uh, with both of them. Uh, and then we also have to look at kind of how we reinsert guys into the starting rotation. Uh, you know, the, the downside of having an off day on Monday and again on Thursday means that there are going to be guys who are on extra rest in that Padres series and, and the series after that. And so, you know, we need to get these guys back in here, but we also want to make sure that we don't end up with somebody who's on two extra days, three extra days of rest, having seven or eight days between starts because, you know, A, it's, it's difficult to stay sharp with that kind of a layoff. And then B, you're almost fighting with a dead roster spot there for about a week if, if you're waiting for somebody like that. So all these things go into it, but the main factor is just making sure that the two of them and, and Jose Urquidy, when he gets back out there for his rehab start, hopefully this week, that all of them come back out of that healthy. And, you know, if the problem we have is, is too many starting pitchers to fit in a rotation, that's a good problem to have. You mentioned Arcady. Uh, you know, we got our, the monitor showing the Astros bullpen at Arlington here in our booth, and I just saw Arcady finishing up his uh, bullpen session. So hopefully all goes well with that. I, I know Dusty had talked about perhaps Wednesday in Corpus Christi for a rehab for Katie. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the current schedule right now. Sugarland is off that day, uh, so so Corpus is the spot, uh, and we'll see how he comes through that. It's possible he may, he may need only the one rehab start and then be able to come back in and, at, at that point. So uh, again, we're trying not to get ahead of ourselves, trying not to think past, just getting through this start, this rehab appearance, that kind of thing. Uh, but that is what the schedule looks like. Joined once again by Astros general manager James Click. You mentioned last segment uh, Blake Taylor. Uh, starting a, a minor league rehab uh, uh, stint today. Uh, is, I mean, this this is what we talk about in these are the, all the pitchers who are coming back. But uh, uh, with Taylor, what what are what are the hopes? At least, what how much time do you think he's going to need to come back from that ankle injury? How many an idea of outings or that sort of thing? We're probably looking at three or four outings down there. Uh, it's a question of do we want him built up into uh, you know a one plus inning role where he has the ability to pitch an inning, sit down, and go out and get a couple outs the next inning? Is is back to back the priority? You know, all of these things are are a conversation with you know, the pitching coaches, how are you going to use these guys? And if they anticipate using them as one inning guys, but they need them to be able to go back to back days, then that kind of takes us down one path. And if it's more, we want this guy to be a multi inning, but a couple of days in between reliever, then it's down a different path, but you know, hopefully it's, it's three to four outings and we can get him back here sooner rather than later. So last day of the road trip today, off day tomorrow, start of a nine game homestand on Tuesday, got the Dodgers in, then the Padres, then the Red Sox, three really good ball clubs. Of course, 
little bit of history between the Astros and Dodgers. It sounds like Trevor Bauer is going to start that second game. And then you throw in the fact 100% capacity at Minute Maid Park for the first time. Uh, masks not required for people who are, are fully vaccinated at, at Minute Maid Park. I mean, how exciting potentially could these next this next week and a half be between all the fans being in attendance in, in larger numbers than they have been in, in a couple of years and also the teams you're playing? Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to put into words how excited I am and, and you talk to the guys and, and just how excited they are. You know, this this place could be rocking this week. Uh, these are some really good teams coming in. We think we're a really good team. This is going to be a very good measuring stick for where we are and kind of how we stack up. And if we can get back to full strength by the end of this homestand and get out on a road trip, that's going to be a tough road trip. I mean, we end up going to Toronto, you know, Buffalo, uh, and then to Boston, uh, and then Minnesota, who I know that they're off to a rough start, but we know how talented they are. We faced them in the playoffs last year. So this is a key stretch for us, uh, but having Minute Maid Park at full capacity, you know, having everybody being able to to cheer the guys on and, and create that energy in the ballpark, potentially create a, a, a playoff atmosphere, it, it's uh, it's something that we've all been looking forward to for a long, long time, uh, and it's uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I wanted to ask you about Chaz McCormick. Starting today, got the start yesterday in center field, hit a home run, uh, and he's talked about how difficult. It has been for him, first time he's really been a bench player and not getting regular playing time. That's always an adjustment for a guy coming up uh, from the minor leagues, the big leagues. Uh, how do you balance, you know, what the big league needs are short term right now needed as a fourth outfielder versus, you know, the long term development of a guy like McCormick, who, you know, has the potential to be an everyday player and, and probably needs more bats to, to kind of figure that out. Yeah, it's always a tricky balance. And, and these are tough conversations with guys like Abraham Toro, with guys like Robel Garcia, where, you know, if we don't have playing time for them at the major league level, you don't want them to, you know, die on the vine, so to speak, where, you know, guys are getting a couple at bats every week. You know, some of these players need some regular playing time and, and, finding ways to do that is difficult because of how talented the rest of the roster is, but you have to give Chaz all the credit in the world. I mean, when he's in there, he has gotten some big hits for us and that home run yesterday, you know, that was an opposite field home run. I mean, yeah. this, it has real talent uh, and he's forcing our hand a little bit and that's all you can do as a player. Uh, and, and it's something that is, is good to have on the roster. Just knowing that we have a guy as talented as he is, there, but we uh, we do have to find playing time for him so that he can continue to develop. So the minor league season has been going on for about a couple of weeks now. Uh, you know, started starting to get some games under guys' belt, seeing some statistics and and things. Uh, we know minor leagues last year, of course. From what you've seen and 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 what your player development people have seen, what are some of the things that you've noticed? Some of the effects of just having. Uh, basically a year without games. I mean, I know some guys are at the alternate site. That's obviously not quite the same. What are some of the effects, effects of that or that you guys are seeing uh, so far in 2021? Yeah, it's really hard to say. Um, I, I think the main thing is that we, we need to probably be a little quicker to adjust our thinking on players this year than we would in a normal season, right? If somebody gets off to a slow start this year, maybe, maybe you know, in a normal year, you would say, well, he had a good year last year. It's just a slow start let's see what's going on. But given that we haven't seen a lot of these guys in, in 18, 19, 20 months on a, on a baseball field, 
I, I think we'll be a little bit more quick to say maybe this is a real change. Maybe he changed over the last 18 months and, and this is something new. Um, you know, guys like De La Cruz uh, down in AAA, obviously off to a, a really hot start. Corey Lee has been off to a very good start. Um, you know, those are things that are very exciting for us because, you know, I'm, I'm at least more likely to believe that this is a, a real improvement and a real change just because we don't have anything to go off of from the 2020 season. Thanks for bringing up Brian De La Cruz. That was my next question. I mean, he's put up pretty good numbers throughout the, the minor leagues, but hasn't shown a lot of power. Now it's early, of course, but three home runs. He had 16 home runs as a minor leaguer uh, before this season and, and got a lot of playing time in spring training. Dusty Baker certainly raved about him in, in spring training. What have you guys seen with Brian De La Cruz so far? Yeah, I mean, he's physically uh, in, in tremendous shape, and he was very impressive in spring training. Uh, you know, Dusty was very impressed with him. He would bring him up to me quite often. He just want to talk about Dela, as he calls him, all the time. Um, so just the, the physical tools uh, are, are there, and they're obviously starting to materialize on the field. Uh, and I was there in uh, Sugar Land for opening night on Thursday night when he hit the three-run home run, uh, and it was, a, it was a legitimate home run. So just seeing him being able to turn those tools into production on the field is the next step in, in his uh, evolution, his development. Um, and so, you know, we're looking forward to seeing what else he can do with it. All right. James Click, Astros General Manager, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you Appreciate soon. It. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. All right, Astros fans. Get loud. Get orange. And get out to Minute Maid Park to orange out the stadium May 25th to June 3rd as we take on the L.A. Dodgers, San Diego Padres, and Boston Red Sox in the biggest homestand of the season. Let's show some of the best teams in baseball what Houston is all about. Come early, get loud, wear orange, and be proud. Do it for the H. Visit Astros.com slash tickets to get your tickets today. Well, Troy Snitger, uh, the Astros hitting coach, is our guest today on Astro Launch. This is Steve Sparks. And Troy, uh, thanks for taking a little bit of time. I know you're busy. The buses get to the ballpark a little later these days. How's that adjustment been? Yeah, they do. They, uh, they tell us when we get to get here now. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's, it's not too much. Once, once we've gotten uh, used to it, not too much different. Um, doesn't change your day too much now. I would think that uh, Alex Bregman not being able to have breakfast at the ballpark and already have uh, hit in the cage a little bit. It's an adjustment for some of your players, isn't it? I mean, they've been on some kind of, kinds of routines, but you guys have had to make an adjustment, haven't you? Yeah, we all have. We've all, we all have, you know, have had to make adjustments. Um, the players have had to change their schedules a little bit. You know, some guys in, in the past have, have really liked to get here early. Um, and some guys, you know, that, you know, that it had showed up later in the past, you know, it's not as big of a, an adjustment for him, but there's ways to, uh, to, you know, get around it. And, you know, we, we can still get plenty of work in and do everything we need to do. Hey, everybody likes to talk about the routines. Michael Brantley, I would imagine probably has the best routine you've ever seen to this point. I mean, somebody who's been in the league, who's, whose dad was involved in baseball, who knew the importance uh, is he just kind of the example for you? And you can just say to the young guys, hey, Chaz McCormick, watch Michael. They do. Everybody watches Michael. Everybody yeah. watches Michael to see see what he does on, you know, especially, you know, we're in spring training. We got all kinds of guys, minor league camp coming over. They're, they're coming over to watch him in the cage. Um, he's just he's just the, the model of consistency. You know, he's he's got – He's got a bunch of different parts of his routine that he goes through, and and 
you know, I, I think the best thing is whether it's going good, whether it's going bad, he's sticking to it. Um, and it's, he just does the same thing every day, just about. Okay. So when you say just about, and that's what I was wanting to, to kind of allude to. So you're facing Jordan Lyles today, a little mm -hmm. bit different style of pitcher from Kyle Gibson yesterday. Does Michael's routine change to prepare for a different style of pitcher? No, his routine won't change based off who we're facing. Okay. Um, it, it may change depending on how he's feeling or how his swing is. He, he may add or subtract uh, something or spend a little more time in one area, but usually doesn't change depending on who we're facing. Maybe if we're facing, you know, which we have, you know, this year we faced a, a bunch of lefties. Maybe he, mm -hmm. you know, sees some left-handed breaking balls or – something like that. But that's even that he's sticking to his guns and, and sticking with his routine to get his swing. Right. He's so good. He's so good already in, in, in yeah. the strike zone. And he's just, he's seen so many pitches and in, in the big leagues that I don't think anybody really throws him off too much. What is it about Michael Brantley's swing? This is my last thing about Michael, but he's fascinating. But what is it about him who, at his age, I think he's 33 now, that still handles velocity so easily? He just – he has such an efficient swing. Mm. Such an efficient swing, and it's, it's very consistent. You know, I, I, you watch some guys um, during games, and, and, you know, they – some guys change day to day, week to week, month to month. If you know, if you go back and watch Michael from five, six, seven years ago, you know it, it looks it looks very similar. He he's just and and I think that's you know yeah. credit to to his work and the consistent work that he does in the cage. But he's just it's he's always he's always getting off ace swings yeah. all the time. Talking with Troy Snicker, the Astros hitting coach. Kyle Tucker got off to, numbers-wise anyway, got off to a slower start uh, this year, but has really picked it up in the month of May. What's the key? When I see, when I see Kyle, the swing, just like in a blanket, looks kind of long. He's got the arm bar with the front arm and things like that, but he gets the barrel to velocity, inside pitches and all that. What's the key for him to, to get in the zone quickly and stay in there? Kyle is just, he's, uh, he's very twitchy. Mm -hmm. um, it, it it may look a little more unorthodox than you know some guys in the league, but it's it's uh, he can take some 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 of the best looking swings um, that you can see as well. Um, the armbar stuff I don't is is not a that's not a bad thing. I see you watching golf. You got golf on. That's a you know the lead arm. And yeah. golf is huge. The lead arm in baseball is big. It's not an issue as long as the uh, as long as the lower body works. And he, uh, I would just say he has a very good sequence of his swing, and he delivers the bat very powerfully. The way his body moves and and the way this the the sequence of his swing works, he's delivering the bat very powerfully and twitchy in the zone. If, if you're teaching um, a young kid the, the sequence, does it start from the feet? We're, sure, we're going to start from the ground. We're going to start, you know, you want your hips to lead the swing. Okay. Um, you, you want, you know, you want the, the bigger muscles to work f first and all the way down to the smaller ones. So when you, when you do that, you, 
you create a, a ton of whip with the bat and a ton of club head speed. So let's talk about the, the back elbow uh, during the, the, the course of the swing because, you know, we'll, we'll correlate some things to, to golf from time to time. And to create some lag in golf, you want to keep your front elbow out in front of your hands as long as you possibly can. Do you talk about that with anybody uh, in their swings? No, that's, that's not as big a, big a focus. Okay. Um, I, I don't like talking a lot about that unless guys need to shallow the bat out a little bit. Uh, yeah. Um, I just don't, I don't think it's a great cue because then guys start shooting their hands early and, and pushing the bat through the zone instead of kind of rotating it powerfully in the zone. So that's not, not, not as big a focus in, in baseball, I think, is maybe in, in golf. Troy, when you talk about shallowing the batter, are you trying to get on plane with, with the trajectory of the pitch? Yeah, and everybody's going to do it different, you know, to a degree and cue it a different way. But maybe some guys that are, tend to be a little steeper or more handsy in their swing, that could be something that they think, of, think about. But at the same time, that, you know, a successful cue for one player could just could make another player very long and, and late getting into the zone as well. What's an absolute for a pitcher to be on time for a fastball? What does he have to do? For, for a hitter to be on time? Yeah, for him to be on time for a fastball, a good fastball. I, I think it's just about, you know, knowing how your swing works, knowing how, you know, how you get ready to hit you load and then and then matching those moves up with the pitcher you know to to be on time with a heater out front you you have to start at a certain time and you have to you have to let your swing happen and let your load happen so I think it's just it's individualized it's individualized not only with hitters but you know which pitcher they're facing as well different you know different pitchers they they release the ball different they you know they may they may hang they may take a little longer to, to release so that's something that's just a constant adjustment that hitters are having to make. They're, you know, knowing their swings and knowing how it's going to match up with a certain guy. Hey, whenever you're done uh, working in the cage on some days, do you guys go back into the coach's office and shake your heads and laugh about Jordan Alvarez and what a freak he is? Yeah, we do it in the games a lot too. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? He was, uh, he was here yesterday during, uh, during BP and, you know, we're, AC's trying to get him to, you know, hit a home and right. All right, let's see. Hit one to center. All right, now let's see. Hit one to left in the same just round. Playing, like, just playing right. games with him like it's a circus, right? Yeah, he's just moving the ball over. Yeah, we okay. do that a lot. So, uh, uh, last thing I want to ask you about. So, a relief pitcher comes into the game. And when I was playing, they didn't have the iPads in the dugout. So, now you see the players go over. Say, Jordan goes over to you and wants to take a, take a look at the iPad and watch the guy who's coming in. What's he going to look for? Is it the release point, the, the break of his slider? What's, what's he looking for there? Every, everybody's different in that regard as well. Some guys want to, you know, they want to look at um, maybe just something as simple as, you know, they, they want to see, you know, one of each pitch that, he's, that he has. Some guys want to look at hard hit balls against the pitcher. Um, some guys may want to look at their out pitch so they know, you know, what guys are going for. Some guys want to look for tendencies or something like that. So every, everybody's different. And, you, you know, you kind of learn what each guy wants to, to look for before he goes up. You know, some guys look like getting a, a ton of information before they get an on-deck circle. And some guys keep it simple and they, they just want to see a few of the pitch, you know, pitch shapes on video and, and they're ready to go.
Overall, Troy, you and AC uh, got to be thrilled uh, with the way you guys are swinging the bats right now. The last two or three weeks, uh, this thing's humming pretty well, isn't it? Yeah, we are. We're, we're happy with, with how the guys have uh, been competing and where they've been at. We have some guys that have been really hot. And like always, we have a lot of guys that are working to, to get there. But I think the best thing about our lineup is that when, when a lot of these guys, even if they don't feel good, they're still having productive at-bats and they're still – you know, they're still grinding ABs and, and walking and, and still getting hits. So it's, I, I think that's, you know, the thing that these guys do the best is they're competing all the time. They're providing some type of value, no matter, no matter whether they, you know, they're locked in feeling good or not. They're, uh, they're just really good. These guys are, they're fun to watch. Well, you guys are doing a great job. It is. It's a lot of fun to watch. So Troy Snicker, uh, thanks a lot for catching up. I know you got a lot of work to do, so appreciate you. All right. Thanks for having me. All right, back with more Astro Launch right after this. Young Astros fans, it's never too early to show off your Astros pride. With the season in full swing, be a part of the official Astros Kids Club today. Kids 12 and under can join the Astros Buddies Club and receive a Buddies backpack, cap, socks, and access to exclusive events and activities throughout the year. All for only $25. What's even better, it will get shipped right to your door. For more information and to purchase your Astros Buddies membership, visit astros.com slash buddies today. All right, questions for Astros manager Dusty Baker. Uh, Chandler, go ahead. Morning, Dusty. How are you? Hey, what's going on? Um, how's Diaz today? He's, uh, we don't know yet. Um, yesterday, he was looking pretty good going laterally, side to side fielding, but um, we got to test him, you know, on the basis and test him running. And so, um, we, you know, hope he's, he's good. We need him. Um, Alvarez out today. He's, I know he's a little bit, he's in a little bit of a uh, funk, but why is he not playing? Well, you answered your own question. Yeah. I mean, he's in, the, he's in a funk. He's kind of in, um, he's a little bit lost right now, you know, like he's late on fastballs and early on breaking balls. And that's, that's, that's in a funk. I mean, these last five games, he's like, three for 21 with a more punch outs than he used to. I think he got eight or nine strikeouts. So this is a work day. We got to get him right. And uh, uh, also a combination of uh, Michael, get Michael off the turf is three days in a row on turf. And uh, thought about Alvarez playing the outfield, but he, he don't need to be on this turf because anybody that's ever had anything wrong with them from the feet to the ankles, to the knees, to the backs, to the, I mean, yeah, to the backs, to the hips, turf for bringing it out at you. And so we had to get Michael off the turf, had to choose between he and Alvarez. He's going better than Alvarez. And plus uh, Chandler wanted to know why McCormick ain't playing more, you know? So that's all encompassing. Dusty, uh, Fr Framber's game was rained out last night. Is he going today instead? Yeah, we hope it's not rained out today, too. So um, there's a chance of, of that, and that backs him him up and Odorisi up, and Taylor's supposed to go today also. So um, we just hope that they get a chance to pitch. If, if Framber goes four innings, is there a chance that's his last rehab, or do you think you need to see him go five before you bring him back? It's not it's not the, the five necessarily. It's, it's the sharpness of his pitches. Uh, and also, you know, the amount of pitches, you know, it's not the innings uh, as much as it is 
the you know the two previous things that I ordered, but you like him, you know, with our late struggles, late late struggles in the bullpen kind of. I mean, we need him to go as deep in the game as as possible. So you hope that he's like I said, I, we'd want him and Odorisi to be over ready versus under ready because if not, it's just going to put more strain on on our bullpen, no matter how well they pitch in those four or five innings. Dusty, I wanted to ask you about two relievers. Um, Brooks Raley's put together a nice string of appearances out of the bullpen for you. I guess what have you seen from him that that's maybe been different from April, and then in the other on the other vein, Paredes. What are you seeing from his command? Right? Is it just simply like he's not? I mean, what I'm saying with I mean with Rayleigh, you know, every week's different, every month's different. I mean, you can't be good April through September. Don't work like that, you know. I mean, you got to have good streaks and bad streaks. Some of it's mental, some of it's physical, some of it's a, a, a matter of luck or bad luck. So. You know, Rayleigh's getting ahead of hitters. He's he's getting his breaking ball over. He's using his total arsenal versus just one side of the plate. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, you know when a guy's hot though, you got to be careful of overuse, or else you, you you hurt him or burn him out, and then you're stuck with the guys that you're trying to stay away from. So, um, and as far as Paredes, I mean, this is what his second appearance since he's been back, and you know, you know, we tried. I mean. Again, you're not going to just come back in and, and just control the game uh, when, you, when you're operating from behind. You know, we're trying to get him in a game that's meaningful. We're trying to preserve his days because I don't know if he's ready to go back to back yet. You know what I mean? So uh, this is like the first week of the season for him. You know, I mean, regardless of what the calendar says, uh, so, you know, like he's uh, he's in there out of necessity as much as out of him getting work at the same time. Mark Berman. Dusty, is there any new update on Urquidy? Uh, Yeah, well, you know, he's eating something new, though, this morning for breakfast. And um, he's throwing a bullpen uh, probably in a few minutes. And... If he looks good there and he doesn't show any uh, signs of soreness, um, he could be he could go out as early as midweek next week. Okay, questions for Andre Scrub. McTaggart, you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Garcia's uh, been been really hot. Just you know, how do you you approach him starting off that inning? And uh, you know, is he a guy that you know can't be too careful with? It? Um. Yeah. You know, he's he's, he's killing us. Um, you know, I got the swing and miss that I wanted early. Uh, I went for the same pitch. I guess it was a little more up. And uh, he had been, you know, I noticed I've been watching a lot of guys throw. He had been, you know, kind of diving over the plate for the soft stuff. So I thought if I could stand him up, that'd be good. Uh, he got me, you know, uh, it's, the game. it's the nature of the game. Chandler? Just in general, Andre, how do, how do you think you've been throwing the ball uh, today, notwithstanding? How do you think the ball's been coming out of your Um. Honestly, I feel great. Uh, I this is the best I've felt in a long time, probably since last year playoffs. Um, I'm getting hit pretty hard right now, so I'm gonna have to start, uh, you know, mixing some things up. Maybe really focus on hitting my spots. Uh, I've been leaking over the middle, uh, making quite a few mistakes and getting. Uh, I haven't really got fortunate enough to not 
you know, give up the long ball in that situation when I do miss over the middle. And Tiger, you have another question? Yeah, just overall, the bullpen has seemed to, you know, struggle here the, the last few days. Um, just collectively uh, as a group, um, you know, what's it like when, you know, uh, everyone seems to be going through, other than Presley, it seems like everyone seems to be going through this. Um, you know, we got quite a few guys doing doing their job well. Uh, kind of good guys scuffling. Um, you know, uh, if this game was easy, everyone could go out there and get your three outs, walk off the field. But, uh, you know, we got guys stepping up, really helping, you know, the veterans, obviously, Presley and Brooks Raley, really coming in and letting everybody know, you know, hey, just stay with it, stay with the course. Um, but, I mean, it's baseball. Uh, unfortunately, you know, some people are having trouble throwing strikes. Some people are having trouble – missing the barrels, but we got each other's back and uh, we're going to be, you know, better, better and better every time we go out. Questions for Chaz McCormick. Chandler, go ahead. Hey, Chaz. Um, it seems like every time Dusty puts you in there, you make something happen. I guess, how are you so engaged on the bench? How are you able to kind of keep this up despite not playing a time? Um, you know, like, like I said, you just got to be prepared every single day, you know, activate, get yourself ready. Cause you never know when you're going to get in. Um, you know, they gave me opportunity um, and I was ready to go today. Uh, funny you asked that cause Correa came up to me. He was like, Hey man, I'm impressed with, you know, you get, you get a couple of bats, you know, every week. And, you know, it's, it's cool that you uh, kind of stay in it and, and uh, you know, fight and, and look good up there. Um, so, you know, it's just being, being mentally, physically ready every day. Thank you, Tiger. Um, do you think that you deserve to play uh, play some more? That you've uh, you know pushed for some more playing time here, or it's warranted at this point? Um, you know, it's not really up to me. It's it's up to the coaching staff. Um, but you know, who's ever out there, it's you know, we're it's the best team that that can uh, get out there and win some games. So you know, if it's me or Straw, you know, I think both of us are doing a great job. Mark Berman. Chess, what does that mean to you have Carlos come and say that to you? It meant a lot. It was it was cool. Um yeah, it was yeah, I was just he was like, Man, I'm impressed with you. And I was like, What, with the Oppo Taco? And he was like, No, just you get a couple of bats every week and uh, you know, you, you look good up there. But it meant a lot. I'm I'm uh you know, really pleased that he said that to me. Are you are you surprising yourself in any way what you're doing right now with limited playing time and able to be productive? No. No, I, I you know I pretty passionate about how I get ready every day and, uh, you know, starting every game or coming off the bench doesn't matter to me. Um, not surprised at all. I'm, uh, you know, but you know, I got a long way to go, so I got to keep going. Questions for Lance McCullers, Jr. McTaggart, go ahead and start. Lance, 40 pitches in the first inning. Just how, how frustrating was that, uh, you know, to, to, uh, you know, navigate through and, and, uh, you know, try to get those three outs. Uh, it's just um bad way to start, you know. Uh, <clears throat> that many pitches in the first. I was uh, I was lucky to get in get in five, you know. Just um, one of those things. A uh, ton of foul balls in that first inning. I mean, I, so I've never seen <laughs> so many two strike foul balls just on general on, on the day. So yeah, they had they had a good approach today. Um, Still feel like I threw the ball well. I mean, I was around 70% strikes. Uh, felt like I was really located my backdoor sinker and front door after those first two batters. Um, 
know, it was in a jam that one inning, got the ground ball from uh, Falefa. It's around a 120, 130 expected batting average. Just It was just placed, you know. So, you know, just kind of just stay with what I'm doing. Been throwing the ball well. Try to be a little more pitch efficient, obviously, in that first. In the room. Lance, obviously you had faced them in your last start. How, how did they adjust their approach to you, if at all? I mean, they just really just grinding out bats out. I mean, I can go back and look, but I would guess I've never had that many foul balls in a game, especially ahead, like ahead in the count like that, throwing like good quality pitches. So they just really grinded it out. Um, did, did a, they did a nice job of um, just keeping the bat, keeping the, the ABs alive. And even if it resulted in a punch out or an out, um, pitches were, were just were just added up, you know? So um, it is what it is. It's tough facing teams back to back, you know? So you just try to do the best you can. And um, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like it was my best start. I feel like it was my worst start. I feel like I grinded. Um, last four innings I thought were, were solid and then just had to use a lot of pitches in the first. That was all. Mark Berman. Lance, how mentally tough was that grind to get through it, keep your team in the game through the five innings? Yeah, I mean, you got to empty a lot of the gas tank there in the first. Um, you know, you got you can't let the game get away from you early like that. Um, so, but, it, you know, I, I kept us in it. I felt like I it gave us a decent shot to win. You know, I wished I could have gotten a couple more quick outs along the way, maybe there in the first or in a different inning, try to stretch the outings. Uh, to six innings, but, uh, you know, it's all right. We just learn and, and move on and try to win the, win, win the game tomorrow, save the series, finish the road trip three and three, and move into the homestand. Was that as tough a grind for a start that you've had uh, in a yes. long time, would you say? Yes. AstroCast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLP, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbock Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast on the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way.